0: I
1: you. you know, when we talk vitamin K2 and bone health in particular, we talk about a bone health triangle, which consists of three vitamins. Number one being calcium, vitamin K2 and D3. So what happens is the D3 helps the calcium absorb through the stomach into the blood. Then what happens is the K2 activates osteocalcin, which is your GMA proteins, which then gives that protein the ability to, um, bone, to actually do bone mineralization, and that's what helps pack back the bones, you know. And, and that's why it's, it's very important that these three uh, vitamins work synergistically together. You know, what we find in vitamin K2 is that the calcium deposits that haven't been activated or have the danger of packing up your heart arteries, And we know that 250 people a day are dying from heart attacks in South Africa. So the clinical studies have proven that K2 actually reverses that calcium deposits in the heart artery and and, and, and moves it to the bones where, where it's important to have that.
0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Reinvent Health podcast. Here we get to chat to some of the world's most interesting and influential people about everything to do with physical, mental, and spiritual well-being. If you want to make healthy changes and live a better life, you are in the right place. Please don't forget to rate, leave a review, and share with everyone who wants to live their best life. And now your host, Nikki Robertson. Today we get to chat about supplements, the good, the bad and why we should be supplementing and how to tell a cheap product from a clean product with none other than Dean Hall. Dean's career as a Springbok rugby player was cut short due to injury and a series of medical treatments that unfortunately resulted in long-term side effects which ended his career as an international rugby player. After 10 years as a professional athlete, Dean had to adjust to living a different life and finding his niche in the world again. His lessons as a rugby player taught him that performance and recovery are as much an art as a science, creating the foundation that drives his passion to source and provide the best quality and clinically validated ingredients that truly make differences in people's lives. What got you into the industry that you're in today? What was the, the life-changing experience that got you to do what you do?
1: Well, Nikki, um, as you know, I was a professional rugby player. I was a professional rugby player for 10 years. I managed to climb, the, you know, each category in rugby and became a Springbok. I was the 714th Springbok ever chosen. And uh, 10 years of being a professional rugby player, you know, playing rugby, it's a tough game, we know that. And... Uh, I sustained a number of injuries along the way. I think the big problem was was the treatment that was given to me at the time. Um, My cartilage was breaking down and I couldn't understand why. And eventually that cost me my career. I had uh, nine knee operations, uh, just obviously cleaning out cartilage the whole time. My knee would swell up. They would drain the synovial fluid off my knee. And then they would pump cortisone uh, into my knee, you know, and I couldn't understand why my cartilage was breaking down so easily. And only after rugby, after my career was ended, uh, unfortunately I unfortunately only managed to play 13 test matches for the Springboks and then. You know, the knees just got so bad. I had a bone-on-bone situation on my knee. Eventually, I had to go for an osteotomy, which is a wedge they put in, you, in your knee. And after after rugby, I, I went into the detail of it, and I tried to understand what was actually causing this problem. And, and, and effectively, it was the, the cortisone treatment, which I learned, was actually dehydrating my synovial fluid. And your synovial fluid is very important to to feed your cartilage with the vital nutrients your cartilage needs to stay spongy and stay replenished. Mm -hmm. And obviously, with this cortisone treatment, just dried up all that synovial fluid. And and that's what was causing the breaking down of my cartilage, unfortunately.
0: And, you know, that's still today, that's such a, a common treatment If you've got an injury, and I suppose there's a place for it, but not long-term. And this is, I mean, this is a perfect example. You know, it's a short-term
1: solution. I mean, you know, they were treating me because they wanted to get me back onto the field to play. So it was a short-term solution to a long-term problem. Um, What's nice to see is that there has been new advances in treatment. Um, What they're using quite extensively now is the PRP treatment, uh, where they're actually taking out vials of blood Uh, Separate spinning your blood and separating the white blood cells, the plasma, and then activating that plasma with the light and then injecting that back into the joint. And uh, that stimulates the body's own repair process and and assists with the recovery. So that's quite nice to see that they're trying to move away from that hard cortisone types of treatment. So obviously after rugby to try and sustain a quality of life and to try to keep fit, you know, it was very difficult for me. And, uh, you know, that's how I got into into the ingredient game is I was did extensive research as to what was out there and what supplements could I take to actually give me some sort of quality of life because it was a question of now having to sustain my, my joint health for as long as possible to prevent uh, having knee replacement.
0: Again, I think it's, it's these life lessons that lead us down a path over and over again. You see this all the time people ask very often should i be supplementing what should i be taking and it's never a it's never a straight answer because everybody's needs are different and you know to just put everybody on the same stock standard chemically based multivitamins pretty pointless and i think that's why supplements get a bad rap because you know different ages and stages of your life and different needs require different things so in your experience yep. If somebody had to come up to you and say to you, um, are supplements good? And that's usually the question. is was like, well, it depends on what you're taking and for what reason. How would you approach you. that? Yeah. Look,
1: I think, you know, I follow the trends quite carefully and I think it's important to understand today that the nutritional value we're getting out of fruit and vegetables today are not where they were 50 years ago. And the reason for this is... Is, is is the farming processes that are involved in this so you know we're starting to see obviously foster turnarounds on these crops we're starting to see that these farming processes are trying to generate bigger fruits and vegetables um, and also to to develop pest resistance type of fruits and vegetables there was a study done in uh, in america about this and that was one of the findings is is this farming process. But the other finding, which was quite interesting, was when when this ground was broken open, the bacteria that these plants need to feed these micronutrients into the plant, which comes into your fruits and vegetables, was obviously being exposed when the earth was broken open. And this bacteria was then exposed to the sun and eventually dies off. And the, the the amount of time that the soil would take to actually replenish that bacteria that the plants need was just too too soon. And and the, they would go into the next farming, farming process and the soil just didn't have enough time to to recover. And this is what we find is causing this malnutrition in, uh, in our fruits and vegetables. I'm not saying that fruits and vegetables are not healthy to eat today. Um, It just doesn't have the nutritional value it used to have, you know, 50 years ago. And I think that's why it's really important that supplementation is starting to play a much bigger role in people's lives. What we're also seeing is people living longer. So it's really important to have a good quality of life is to invest in your health with health and nutrition it's so important you know they say you know health and nutrition is a 360 day assignment you can't decide one day I want to take some supplements and be healthy you know it, it needs to be part of your life and it has to be part of, of supplementing a good healthy eating plan it's not supposed to take over your eating plan yes. but it's supposed to help supplement
0: a healthy eating plan that's very important. No, I agree with you. And, you know, the, the soils are depleted. And unless you grow your own vegetables, you've got no control over what's the quality of the, the nutrition in the soil. And, you know, with, with artificial or um, synthetic fertilizers, those plants aren't given a chance to create their own phytonutrients, not in the way that nature intended. So at least, you know, with a well made supplement, you can control for things like pesticides, you can control for things like active ingredients. So it's really, I think, you know, from my perspective, when I see a client who needs very obviously needs help from a supplement point of view, it's to get them on very targeted supplementation with really good quality. And you know, I know you source, you know, you source raw ingredients for a multitude of brands. So, you know, from what you've seen in the years that you've been in this industry, can you draw us a picture of what, what is the worst of the worst? I mean, I know every, uh, vitamin C, for example, can go from ascorbic acid all the way through. There's different grades and there's different kinds of of ways to make a supplement. Not everything is created equal.
1: Exactly. You know, and it's important for the consumer out there to understand that, that, you know, there's companies, the type of companies we represent and the type of ingredients we promote are trademarked ingredients. And there's a reason why these ingredients are trademarked. And the reason is, is that there's a lot of science behind these ingredients. So what they've done is they've researched, clinically researched the effects that these ingredients are having in the body. And, and, and the way these ingredients are being made. So they find something unique in these ingredients, where it be the, how they protect the molecule, which gives you more stability. So when you're formulating this uh, ingredient with other vitamins and minerals, it gives you that stability. So you when you take it in your stomach, it can pass through your stomach acid and actually get into your bloodstream where it offers this nutrient value. Or it might be something about bioavailability. The higher the bioavailability in your body, it takes a hell of a lot of money and a hell of a lot of investment by these companies to get to that point and find that something unique in that process. And when they discover that, they actually patent the process which gives them certain protection over these type of uh, ingredients and uh, that's why they trademark it and build a brand out of these trademarked ingredients. You know,
0: That makes a lot of sense. And it's come a long way. I mean, let's just go back to vitamin C, which everyone thinks is so ubiquitous and you can get out of an orange, which is nonsense, because by the time that orange hits your plate, it's probably six months old and there's nothing left in there. The big problem that I see with people supplementing is they don't take enough. Um, this is not microdosing. Microdosing is a different science for a different Products all together with, with supplements, depending on your needs, you actually have to take something like a weight appropriate dose. So if you weigh hundred kilos, your dose next to your, your 30 kilo child will be very different because you have so much more blood in circulation for this thing to get around. So let's let's go back and we'll go to that just now, but let's let's talk about something as basic as vitamin C, where people think, you know, they're getting it from food. Is how are vitamin C formulations made? And what, what would you look out for if you were shopping for something? like that
1: there's so many different uh, vitamin c's on the market a lot of that comes from china i mean when we saw covid hit the first time that's the first thing on top of people's mind is to get to the pharmacies and buy a vitamin c because they've been taught from a young age that vitamin c is what boosts your immune system and feeds your immune system but not all vitamin c's are created equal you know uh, we promote a vitamin C that actually has a patented process around uh, a blended fatty acid, which it protects the molecule. Now, what that does in the body is it actually, the body recognizes this fatty acid and it actually absorbs it into the cell. And and from the clinical studies, and there's been four clinical studies on this particular vitamin C it's showing you a 233% higher absorption than normal vitamin C and then also the retention of this vitamin C which allows you to have additional health effects by having this in your cells is just you know tenfold better than any other vitamin C that you get so you know what this does is the vitamin C then because it's kept in your cells for much longer it's stimulating the collagen secretion so it's giving you good skin health you know it's giving you uh, assistance with your joint inflammation you know it acts as a a, a highly effective antioxidants, which is which is also very important.
0: So is is this fatty lipid that it's packed in, is that called liposomal?
1: You know, in this particular case, yes, it's very similar to the liposomal technology, exactly. And that's what your body recognizes and absorbs. What we also find in these uh, ingredients is the more natural these ingredients are, so it's not a synthetic process, it's an organic process. We also find that the body takes up these these uh, absorbs these type of ingredients a lot faster as well.
0: Yeah, let's let's go into what bioavailability is.
1: Well, you know, bioavailability is the the process which the body take actually absorbs the nutrient that you're giving. And so what you would do is you would take a supplement. It could go into your stomach. If it's not burnt away by your stomach acid, it would pass through your stomach and get into your bloodstream. And then your cells would then take up these. And, that's, and the bioavailability we're talking about is actually the absorption of these nutrients that are in your bloodstream into the cell, penetrating the cell. And this is what we talk about, the bioavailability in the body. Now, this um, some interesting company. a uh, company we represent is actually developed a product called Phytosym, and they're bonding this phytosome with other molecules, like we know, for instance, curcumin, which is really good for you for inflammation, but it's not taken up by the body very well. So, what they do is they bonded this phytosome technology to this curcumin molecule, and that almost tricks the body in actually absorbing this curcumin, you know. So very, very great science coming out of these type of technologies.
0: Yeah, and I think people make the mistake of thinking that, you know, these substances are not under trial. They are under clinical trial all the time. Um, It's just not as possibly as regulated as pharmaceuticals, but nutraceuticals have to go through testing before you can make claims. Um, you know, and I think there's also something to be very aware of is just because it's a supplement, not a scheduled drug, doesn't make it safe. So, I mean, there's plenty of things you can overdo. What have you seen in in sort of in your years? And because I know, I know you do, because I do. I test everything on myself. So, for what are the things to look out for when you are, for instance, if you have an ulcer? What do you really want to be careful of?
1: Look, I think it's you know. I think it's important to realize that a lot of these nutraceutical ingredients have more clinical testing than some of the pharmaceutical ingredients that are actually in the market. I mean, I'm sitting with some ingredients that have up to 30 clinical studies behind it, you know? And uh, the health benefits of this, and 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 there's really no danger with a lot of these supplements because you can't really overdose because it's found in food sources, you know? Um, I think the difference is is that it's not just the food that's ground into a powder. It's actually an extraction process to pull out all the actives out of these things, which gives you that, you know. So, you know, I often get asked is, you know, you find this in fruit, so why can't I just eat fruit, you know? So, you know, you would have to eat real truckloads of yeah. kiwi fruit to get the same bene- beneficial value out of it, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, obviously um, supplementation is uh, – <laughs> You know, it's, it's, it's a science, but at the end of the day, what works for me might not necessarily work for you. And I think that's really important to understand. Everybody's body's different. Um, there are some essential vitamins that I would certainly recommend, which is vital because, as an example, um, in women, um, you know, we know 50% of women suffer from osteoporosis, especially yeah. after menopause, because they're getting this estrogen level drop um, you know, childbirth takes a lot out of a woman's body. And uh, when you, when this estrogen level drops, unfortunately, the bones start to crumble. So, you know, vitamin K2, in that instance, is a vital, essential vitamin for women. And it's not found in our diets, unfortunately, you know.
0: Uh, there's been a lot of um, publicity, a lot of talk about K2 um, mm-hmm. in the last year. And, you know, how does K2 work? How does it get... Um, that vitamin D molecule and the calcium molecule, all talking together to build bone health?
1: So, you know, when we talk vitamin K2 and bone health in particular, we talk about a bone health triangle, which consists of three vitamins, number one being calcium, vitamin K2, and D3. So what happens is the D3 helps the calcium absorb through the stomach into the blood. Then what happens is the K2 activates osteocalcin, which is your GMA proteins, which then gives that protein the ability to, um, bone, to actually do bone mineralization. And that's what helps back the bones, you know. And, and that's why it's, it's very important that these three um, vitamins work synergistically together. You know, what we find in vitamin K2 is that the calcium deposits that haven't been activated are have the danger of packing up your heart arteries. And we know that 250 people a day are dying from heart attacks in South Africa. So the clinical studies have proven that K2 actually reverses that calcium deposits in the heart artery and and, and, and moves it to the bones where, where it's important to have it.
0: Yeah. Literally shuttles it in the right direction. So yeah, there's, you know, there's a lot of misinformation. People still believe they must be drinking lots of dairy to get their calcium. They, but I mean, is there truth in this? Or are we also, when you're looking at dairy, I know there's negligible amounts of calcium in there. So what what's the story really?
1: I think it's important to realize is if you you can have calcium as long as you're activating it, the K2, because the K2 is actually the key component to actually getting the benefit out of that calcium. If you are not activating that with K2, unfortunately, there is dangers of leading to a heart attack or a stroke. Yeah, and
0: what's also interesting of late, I'd say of late in the last five years, but especially over the last two years is the realization of the importance of these fat soluble vitamins, you know, the K2, the D3, you know, and if without fat in your diet, you're not going to absorb those either. They're dependent on, on, on fat. And I really believe that, you know, in the 80s when everything was low fat, high carb and people were watching every fat calorie is when we really started seeing high cases of of osteoporosis and hardening of the arteries or calcification of the arteries because the recipe was wrong. Um, And now with more of a sort of an openness and understanding of the importance of healthy fats, um, you know, we're seeing far less of that. People are starting, just starting to, to understand the importance of of these. But I found it interesting that you say now that, I mean, you can pack your vitamin C into a fat carrying molecule because your body knows how to absorb that. Because I suppose all of your cell membranes are made up of fatty layers anyway. So they sort of click together like a magnet and they don't repel like water and fat do. So that makes so much more sense to put it into a little fat, fat soluble cell. So yeah, we learn as we go.
1: Oh, it's so interesting! Yeah, I mean, what's what's happening and the new developments that are coming through all the time is just—it's uh, what drives me every day, you know. And, and to see the difference that these ingredients are making in people's lives, we got a joint product, and we got a phone call about two weeks ago from a lady. Uh, the joint product that we sell is. Um, called natural egg brain membrane, uh, natural egg membrane. So, you know, inside the egg, you get that little piece of skin, a boiled egg. That's the membrane that is actually taken out and harvested. And it's it's very high in nutritional value from three types of collagen found in there, uh, glucosamine glycans and hyaluronic acid. And that is so important to stimulate your synovial fluid, which then again feeds your cartilage. And, Wow. This lady says, you know, she's suffered from terrible arthritis and for the first time in five years, she can pull her hands into a fist and now she's playing the piano again. And, you know, and that's what we do, why we do what we do is to, oh. to get those. You know, oh, so
0: that's rewarding. so rewarding because, yeah, I mean, eggs are a superfood, but you can't possibly eat enough eggs to get enough membrane to get enough... You know, help for your, for the flows, but I mean, how did you discover that 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 little membrane in the egg was uh, had so much in it? That blows my mind.
1: I think that's where the Japanese are really really clever. I mean, to you know, the vitamin K two comes from the Japanese um, natto bean. It's a fermented bean. That's why we don't get it in our Western diet. And uh, yeah, it's all Japanese technology that's being discovered thousands of years ago, which is now being reinvented and rediscovered and then you know, obviously clinically studied. I mean, NEM has 14 clinical studies behind it and uh, it's doing extremely well in the products at the moment. You know, The results you're getting in one week on NEM is equivalent to being six months on just glucosamine chondroitin supplements. So it's a phenomenal um, response.
0: Do you formulate for clients or do you formulate your own your own brands?
1: No, we uh, we are purely an ingredient supplier, which is challenging. You know, dealing with premium and and trademarked ingredients because we know that they they come at a premium price. So we, we assist any brands, we help brands. Uh, what we try and do is encourage brands to replenish their, their current uh, products uh, with some of those trademarked ingredients that we sell, uh, where they can leverage off the science. Um, obviously, you understand the regulation. You've got to be very careful as to what claims they're making. Um, but yeah, we are purely an ingredient supplier and um, we like to promote the benefits of all these ingredients and we wish we saw more products taking on these trademarked ingredients because the science is really valuable to have as additional marketing tools, you know?
0: No, absolutely. And, you know, in your opinion, so let's, let's talk stacks now. So everybody's different and, Collagen has made a resurgence in the last decade onto the market. Very few people know that you have to have your vitamin C for that collagen to work. Collagen's just a protein molecule if you're getting in enough protein, but maybe the macrocrystalline terminology, who knows what it is, gets into the cell better. What are your thoughts on, say, if somebody said, I want to have healthier joints, I want my skin to look younger and I won't take more than a four products, what would be your top four? Well, you
1: know, you know, this is now moving into the anti-aging category. Um, I would certainly start with uh, an NEM product because it gets that three types of collagen, not just one type of collagen in it. Uh, And obviously, the hyaluronic acid also adds additional benefit. So, I certainly would promote that. Um, We've seen great response in ladies' nails getting a lot harder once they take uh, flexofen or NEM an ingredient. Um, The other, I think, key factor to to, to, to that I would promote is a very strong antioxidant, you know. And we promote a product called astaxanthin, which comes from algae. Um, they grow this green algae in these glass tubes and then they stress this algae. And as a defense mechanism, this algae actually generates this astaxanthin. Now, astaxanthin is a natural product and it is the highest antioxidant known to man currently. Wow. 6,000 times stronger than vitamin C, mm-hmm. and 500 times stronger than CoQ10. What this astaxanthin is doing in the body is it acts as a free radical scavenger, which um, it assists with inflammation. There's UVA, UVB protection taking this. It's about taking sunscreen from the inside. Um, it's just the cardiovascular benefits. It just, um, and there's some great. Footage on YouTube um, where they actually treat a, a raw egg with astaxanthin, and just one drop, and the cell protection that you're getting out of that, you'll see the, the the scientist actually pulls the yellow oak straight out of the out of the egg, and it maintains its membrane for, based on that cell protection that is given. And yeah. then obviously they do the same with an apple where they show you green tea a drop of green tea compared to Astazanthin and then you see how this apple oxidizes where the other apple that has got the astaxanthin doesn't
0: oxidize as quickly as as the other apple did. Okay. okay so that's that's two what about what are your two. thoughts on collagen on so the acid, other
1: collagen yeah, so, so and then i think the other thing would be to to regulate um Inflammation, and uh, oh, you know, when it comes to inflammation, we know the damage that inflammation does in the body. That causes rapid aging. Um, your telomeres get affected by inflammation. It's these fine cuts through your diet or through your through your lifestyle that causes this inflammation. Your body is fighting this inflammation the whole time. So, from that perspective, I would certainly recommend a really good quality curcumin. Yeah. And I think those are the three that I would I would stick with. You know.
0: Okay. All right. Um, and you know, fat burning is another another topic that people love to love to go down that road. And should I take a fat burner? My thoughts are, you know, it's a great way to stress your adrenal system if you load yourself up with uh, everything from caffeine to you name it, it's out there. Um, and having been an athlete yourself, I mean, I know, you know, everybody at some stage has been exposed to these, these um, hydroxy-cut type of supplements where it promises you're going to have a six-pack in six weeks, which is we know, everyone knows it's nonsense. So what are your thoughts mm-hmm. on things like CLA and on, you know, what is it we I mean, we know that to burn fat, you need to build muscle. I mean, that is that is the real science behind it. Uh, but, and there's no one pull you can take. So what are your thoughts when it comes to things that facilitate healthy fat metabolism in people who are actually eating well and exercising?
1: Yeah, you know, the the, the, the fat weight category is an interesting category, and it's a category I tend to steer away from quite a bit. <laughs> mm. um, we, we have, you know, we have a recently... Um, um, started promoting an ingredient called metabolade, which has won some fantastic awards for weight loss. Uh, it's a lemon babama extract. And, um, you know, it's shown some really good activity from a liver perspective, you know, and what, how it breaks down the fat from a liver perspective. But, you know, in terms of increasing metabolites um, and metabolisms and all these types of things is, is not something that we have gone too deep into, you know. It, it is a as you say, it's it all about activity, you know, you need to up your activity and reduce the amount of food you're putting into your body and as you say, you know, it's really important to build a good muscle mass because the muscle mass is actually using and burning that fat and using that fat as fuel you know, so that would be my recommendation you know, so yeah.
0: It, yeah, it makes it's perfect. a
1: difficult topic. Yeah. 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 No, it
0: is. it is a difficult topic because irrespective of common sense. We're all looking for that magic wallet. And you know the pharmaceutical industry will come up with things over and over again, but you know, they, these are not long-term. These are short-term solutions. So managing your blood sugar, managing your, your cravings, um, getting regular exercise is always going to be the answer. But on the topic of muscle, what are your thoughts on, I mean, do you produce any amino acid based um, supplements? Things like, you know, uh, branch chain amino acids and things like that. And what are your thoughts on supplementing with aminos?
1: So, so, when we look at uh, the sports category, I mean, you know, you see it. There's a lot of whey proteins. Whey protein is important for obviously recovery and helps build the protein. Your muscles are made out of these proteins, uh, and we see a lot of branched chain amino acids in these sports categories. Uh, what we don't see is um, a product that like we promote is uh, HMB. HMB is is a great product uh, because it boosts that protein synthesis and it helps move that and it prevents the protein from breaking down and I mean when I when I played rugby we used HMB at quite an early age Um, and uh, you know because we're doing so much cardio work um, and we had to maintain a strong uh, uh, muscular physique you know for the knocks and and the support of our joints you know um, we had to take HMB to prevent our muscles from breaking down. You know, um, that's why you see a long distance runner or cyclist. They're quite skinny because their body has gone into that catabolic state. Once it's burnt up all the fuel, it starts actually attacking the muscles, you know. And HMB is clinically proven to reduce that breaking down of that muscle protein, you know. And they're actually using it now uh, overseas in Europe uh, as a a meal replacement shake before people are going in. To for operations because, as you know, once you have an operation, you you know, the muscle loss that you sustain is is so quick and it happens so fast that uh, you just lose all the muscle mass. Uh, And and this starts having an effect. I mean, they're saying from the age of 40, you start losing 8% of muscle mass, you know. And if you don't do something about maintaining a, a strong muscle mass, you start struggling to support your body. And this is why we see a lot of older people struggling to stay stable in their older years and fall and break their hips and, and, and shoulders, you know. Yes,
0: yes. Years ago um, EAS were probably the only company that bought HMB out yes. and I remember using that religiously. It was quite an incredible product to have with your, with your way shake. It really, you could see the difference, you could feel the difference, it did make you stronger. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm I'm very much uh, I, I put everybody on whey protein. Uh, to me, that's that's elixir of the gods. You you see a difference in in, in body fat percentage so so uh, predictably, and you don't get that out of pea protein. There's no va- vegan. Yeah formula you're going to get that's going to yield those results for you it just is never going to happen no matter how badly people want it to happen but perhaps something like hmb is a good thing to have if you are vegan and you don't want to have whey or you can't have dairy something just to help you know whatever you're doing help it along that is you know it's it's been very difficult to find hmb so um and under what brand can we find it here
1: uh, there is a company we're working with. Um, the ingredient we sell is my HMB. Um, if you go into the website, you can see some nice information about that. Um, we have a product on the market called Raptor. The product on the market's called Raptor. I know that product. Uh, yeah, it is available. Um, if you have, I can give you the link, and you can, you know, if you want, and it's freely available from from Raptor. They've uh, added some creatine into that, so you know, okay. creatine is always there. Contentious uh, ingredients as well. it creatine
0: because I think creatine <laughs> is is so got such a bad representation, and it's actually so important. Years ago, these these young rugby players at school yes. were doing yes. steroids, and they blamed the creatine. Let's be honest, it had nothing to do with the way protein. The creatine they were doing lots of other stuff at home under their parents' supervision. We all know this happens. So let's talk about what creatine actually does because there's so many health benefits to having, not overdoing it, but the right amount of creatine in the body.
1: Many years ago when creatine first hit our market, um, I was playing under 21 rugby for the Lions at the time and the product came onto the market called Ultimate Orange and creatine was the way forward. I think we took so much of that ultimate orange we started turning orange after a period of time you know <laughs> but uh you know you know from that perspective we certainly saw the positive Um, results from taking creatine i think what's important about creatine is to understand what it's doing it's it's taking the water out of your system and actually putting it into your muscles and some people react really well to creatine and some people that have underlying kidney problems or liver problems have a negative effect against it you know but i think that the the negative effects that we are seeing from creatine is purely a result of probably overdosing and and a result of a dehydration that's happening in the body. I agree. You know? mm. But it,
0: yeah, if,
1: if creatine is taken, you know, one gram of up to five grams per day. I mean, I think it's been hugely positive. I mean, we saw an increase in our explosive power. We saw our strength gains increase, and uh, you know, there's been some new recent studies that have been coming out on actual um, brain activity in the front lobe of the brain that yeah. helps depression. And this yes. is a result of creatine monohydrate, you know. And and I'm, I'm watching those studies quite carefully to see how they develop. I mean, it's certainly acting as a mood enhancement in some of the people, you know.
0: Yeah, and there's also studies that have shown that for people who have damaged their, um, their ears through listening to loud music, that it helps regrow the cells in the ear, which helps bring back their hearing. So there's oh. so much other research about because if this is simply a molecule that pulls water into the cells, pulling nutrients with it. And yes, you have to be hydrated. If you're going to overdo anything, you're going to potentially cause damage. So yeah, it's it's again being clever, doing your research. I personally recommend five grams a day to most adults who are exercising, who are looking for strength gains. And I think that's a very safe place to be, but they've, yeah, you've got to stay hydrated. You can't not drink water and expect these things to work.
1: What we also see in our market is now this damage from blue blue light activation. So from LED screens, you know, all our kids are, including ourselves, we sit in front of smartphones and LED screens all day, you know, so there's been some interesting uh, studies done around uh, blue light radiation and the damage this blue light radiation is doing to the macula, the lens at the back of the eye. Yep. So you know, we, we're selling two, three ingredients. Astaxanthin acts as one of these filtering antioxidants that actually gets into the eye and filters out this blue light radiation. But there's been yeah, some interesting studies. The other two is uh, lutein and zeaxanthin or other ingredients that uh, are being used for eye health.
0: Yes. Yeah, that's that's good to know. And yes, we are. We're sunburning our eyes, yeah. staring at you know, LED lights all day. It's yeah. other big question I get often is sleep supplements. If people don't want to go into pharmaceuticals, which you know, most of us don't want to be dependent on pharmaceuticals. In your experience, what are the sort of the best sleep aids um that you've come across to help people fall asleep and stay asleep?
1: So, you know, I there's two ingredients that come to the top of my mind. The one is, uh, there's actually two types of magnesiums. Uh, magnesium has this calming effect on the brain, uh, but there's only two magnesiums that are actually known to cross the blood-brain barrier. The one is magnesium ATA, and the other one is magteen, which is a magnesium l 3 n So... So they're crossing into the brain barrier and causing this calming effect in the brain. The other product is a product we actually um, did a charity event quite recently with an elephant, uh, funny enough, which was showing aggressive signs. And this was an ashwagandha extract. But what was unique about this ashwagandha extract goes under the trademark sensor rule. It's got eight clinical studies behind it. they don't just use the leaf of the ashwagandha plant or the root, they actually use the entire plant and they do an extraction process of the entire plant, which gives you far more beneficial results in the calming, it lowers your cortisol levels, it aids in sleep, and it just calms you down. So yeah, those would yeah. be I think, three that I would recommend. You know. Yeah,
0: I, I really believe that just getting the mind calm is is probably your safest way because when you start messing with melatonin and things like that, you don't know what dose you need. Um, you don't know if you're taking it at the right time of day, uh, and rather get your brain to make its own levels of melatonin, and then start creating some kind of dependence. I could be wrong. What, what are your thoughts on on melatonin?
1: agree, oh, and then what's also important to understand is one of the first places your body stores inflammation is in your brain. You know, so. Inflammation is – you have to reduce that inflammation in your body to get a more calm state.
0: Yeah, yeah. So back to –
1: Reduce your coffee intake as well, your caffeine intake.
0: Yeah, Yeah. and, you know, that's so hard for so many people when you tell them, cut it out by midday. They're like, What? But yeah, yes, if you want to if you want to live long and look, you know, relatively healthy up until your 80s, this is one of these things you've got to do. I mean, there's benefits to caffeine, we know this, but oh, there's yeah. also a downside.
1: Yes, yes, yeah.
0: absolutely. So you posted on, I think it was uh LinkedIn not so long ago, supp- insect protein. This is something that fascinates yes. me because you know, no one's going to no 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 bunny hugger. <laughs> Is going to end the cockroach. (laughs) Not yet. Anyway, who knows? I mean, you never know who's going to come out in defense of the cockroaches and the crickets. But (laughs) these are abundant. And I mean, they don't have a long lifespan anyway. Most insects live a couple of days. And if we can turn them into a superfood, that's going to be, you know, environmentally sustainable, and do people good, what 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 research have you come across? I, I personally I have no problem eating a bag. If you can eat a prawn, you can eat a bag, <laughs> it's the same thing. And once it's pe- ground onto a powder, you'd be surprised how many spiders you swallow at night anyway. So I mean, who cares? <laughs> yeah. And it, it yeah. must be really an affordable way, you know, cheaper than whey protein, I'm assuming. What research have you come across? Because I found that article so interesting.
1: You know, uh, I haven't really come across much research on it yet. But what we are seeing is the trends are seem to be moving. There's a there's, you know, there's a lot of talk around bug protein and where they are taking hydrated crickets and, and and grinding it into a powder and adding it to a protein bar. You know, and a lot of people think that this is going to be the next biggest thing, as you say, from a sustainability perspective, it makes sense. They're projecting that the insect protein will be an 8 billion rand market by 10 years from now. Yeah. So that is is a phenomenal projection as to think, where is this going to go? You know, I think if people understood they were eating bug protein, it would probably put them off, but if they were eating a protein bar not knowing it was from a bug, you know, they... You know, they probably wouldn't know the difference and they would be getting huge beneficial nutrients because they are saying there's very high in protein, maybe even more than what you could get out of whey. And, and the nutritional value is also, you know, hugely rewarding. So it's an interesting category to watch over the next few years, you know.
0: Yeah, you just can't go put a bug on the, on the packaging. So You're going to have to find a name, a safe name that people don't associate with insects unless they know. Um, yeah. But yes, I mean between insects and algae, you've got a you've got a powerhouse of nutrition that is so easy and cheap to make if you can make it properly. You know, if you can get the facilities to make it, it shouldn't be hugely expensive. But the bang for your buck is enormous. So you yes. know, anyone I think in in your industry, if you can, you besides medicinal mushrooms, which is just the most enormous oh, yes. industry. Um, and it's not going to go away anytime soon between those three, um, from a sustainability point of view and it's ticking all the boxes, um, certainly from a nutrition point of view.
1: Yeah, and, and certainly the mushroom is also taking off quite rapidly. I mean, I think it's going to the mushroom extracts is going to be bigger than CBD, in my opinion. You know, we're seeing some fantastic research coming out of that, um, various types of Rishi Chaga type of mushroom, actually, Lions Mane is from, from from mushrooms. Your your psilocybin, uh, which is your psychedelic mm-hmm. uh, mushroom, has there's been some really good research on depression, and uh, you know people that have obviously in controlled environments have been exposed to this and have shown, you know, feelings of well-being after this treatment, uh, improved ability to express more emotion and uh, improve social functioning uh, just from one treatment of this type of uh, fungus extract.
0: Yeah, John's University, I think it's a hospital university in the States, have got funded trials going and that are going, they've been going for years and they've been testing um, psilocybin, I think it's psilocybin, on war veterans who are getting over PTSD within a session or two um, where before they were just dysfunctional. So Yes, it's definitely the, the medicine of the future. Completely, completely th- agree with that. I mean, there's so many. But again, I think you've got also got to be careful where you get your products from, you know. yeah, um, oh,
1: yes. Uh, know, and, some and, that's, and that's why we like the trademark stuff because, you know, there's, there's good... Mm-hmm. You know, you know, all your, your uh, pesticide testing is done, your your metal testing is done, you know, it's provided with certificates of analysis that gives you that, you know, which is then further tested through contract okay. manufacturing before they put in. So the controls are in place, you know. Yeah,
0: absolutely. yeah. yeah. It's but, important.
1: you know, it's not just war veterans, it's sports people as well that suffer P- PTSD. I mean, you know, post-traumatic stress disorder is, is coming back to society, you know, and Getting a nine to five job again is, you know, is also, Fantastic. You know, with a lot of sports cars, struggle with. You know,
0: and you know what you said is, you know, with CBD. I think CBD is it's it's had its it's had its day. It's not had its day. It'll always be there. But I think, you know, when you can start combining the benefits of CBD and things like mushrooms and things like algae to get not a custom blend, but something that's a little bit more thought out than just good old, you know, THC and CBD. Going to see some very big results with people in the near future, which is really promising because I think that what this COVID epidemic done is, it's bred a lot of distrust in the pharmaceutical industry. If there was distrust before. There's a lot more distrust now um, with the vaccine situation, and people are more open to looking at what you know we can call natural or closer to to the way nature intended. And people are looking for 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 ways of of doing the of looking after their health, which doesn't have to mean going the pharmaceutical route, which is good because for many years we depended on things like glucophage to to keep the bad eating habits going. So the world is changing. And yeah, I think you're you're sitting in the in the driving seat there.
1: Yeah, no, we we, as I say, we, we're really passionate about what we do and we we love seeing uh, a difference when people start taking the supplements and it really works for them. It's so it's so rewarding for us, you know, makes it all worthwhile. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Before we wrap, what is your, your thoughts on supplements and kids? Because kids notoriously have bad diets. I mean, I think I saw a report, and this is just a US report, but 75% of kids in the US live mostly on processed and junk food. They have never had a home cooked meal in their lives. And these are kids of the age of 15 and younger. And oh my goodness, it's just that's that's malnutrition as far as I'm concerned. So what are your thoughts if somebody had to say that my 10-year-old needs something? Where would you start?
1: Look, I mean, I would certainly recommend a good probiotic. I think gut health is vitally important. We know that there's this gut-brain axis that everybody talks about, um, which will aid in the digestive process. There's a company in New Zealand that has just completed a six-year study on kids, in nursery school kids, and what they discovered was in the changing of the seasons, the sinus and ear problems that these kids were getting, Certain kids would get it, and other kids wouldn't. So what they did is they actually, you know, took DNA swabs of their mouths and they isolated a strain that was in the healthy kids' mouths that wasn't in the in, uh, in the kids that were getting sick. And obviously, they then enhanced the strain and put it into uh, a lollipop for them, and, uh, and it just showed fantastic results so that the kids stopped getting this ear, nose, and sinus problem, you know. So that was a great development. So, yeah, I think it's important for kids to get um, uh, probiotics from a digestive process. Um, Obviously, getting them onto a right diet is is number one key, um, you know. And uh, what we are seeing as well is there's been a new development in probiotics called postbiotics. I don't know if you're familiar with postbiotics. So postbiotics now is what they're saying is – your body is converting your probiotic into a postbiotic, which is then recognised by your body more, and that's what actually adds the nutritional value and, and you know, changes the chemical profiles in your body is actually from the postbiotic. So basically by putting a postbiotic in, it's, uh, it's more stable because probiotics are very sensitive to heat and light and obviously stomach acids. But a postbiotic is much more stable and it's recognized by the body. So it's taken up by the body a lot quicker. I think what's also important is the application that is used. You know, kids, you don't want to promote kids taking capsules and tablets, you know, from a young age, you know. So, you know, looking at gummies, you know, fortified vitamin gummies, you know, um, you know, and putting, putting gummies together that has the right nutritional value in it. Um, and these are not sweets. This is a one gummy per day. It's a vitamin dose. It's not yes. sweet, you know. Yeah. Uh, I think that's important to, to to because kids all about taste. It's all about taste. And, uh, you know, if they like what they eat, they happily take it. You oh, know?
0: my goodness. The <laughs> amount of gummy vitamins I've been through and thrown away.
1: That is a whole, I mean, you get a lot of cheap gummies in the market, which you have to steer away from. But, you know, we represent a company from Switzerland, um, Nutrigel, which developed a phenomenal gummy. It is really, really high in quality. It, uh, after you've eaten it, you feel this vitamin boost on your tongue. It's it's really good quality. Yeah.
0: Okay, good to know. And things like um, your omega-3s, especially for children and brain development, what are your thoughts there? Yes.
1: Oh, absolutely. That's essential for them. I think, you know, uh, and, and, uh, and there's a golden window, you know, for kids with K2. So certainly omega-3, K2 as well, because, you know, your golden window for vitamin K2 is from infant to puberty. If you can get K2 into your kids at that age, they drop off, you know, at a lot when they're much older from a bone density perspective is far less. That's brilliant.
0: That's, that's such,
1: from, such
0: show, from, yeah. an important point, yeah, you make there. Please send me all the links to everything you've mentioned because anybody listening is going to want to go out and try them. Um, this audience is the people who jump in and grab things and test them and give me feedback, which is really, really good. So please send me all of your links. And um, anyway, that's anybody who's thinking of creating a formula or wants to know more or is looking for research can connect with you either via LinkedIn or however, you, or however you're however you comfortable. Um, so yeah, let's, let's get the info out there
1: absolutely thank you thanks for the opportunity really. my
0: pleasure thank you once again for joining me for another episode of the reinvent health podcast as usual all of my guests details can be found in the show notes page on apple podcast anchor or wherever else you listen to your podcasts please don't forget to rate on apple and leave a review